Coffee Break Spanish Travel Diaries, Season 1, Episode 2. Hola y bienvenidos a Coffee Break Spanish. Yo soy Mark. Hola, y yo soy Anabel. ¿Qué tal? ¿Cómo estás, Mark? Yo estoy súper bien. ¿Y tú? ¿Qué tal? Yo bien, bastante bien y con muchas ganas de este nuevo episodio. Sí, pues estamos hoy hablando de un pueblo, un, una, un lugar muy interesante y muy histórico también, con mucha historia. Uh, you're, you're listening, of course, to the Coffee Break Spanish Travel Diaries, and uh, these are a set of 10 episodes that we are releasing, while it's not quite as straightforward to travel in real life, um, but we're doing some virtual travel with our friends uh, who are on honeymoon, that's Victoria and Abel, they're on honeymoon through the north of Spain. Last episode, they were in San Sebastián, and then they headed from there to Guernica, and today we're going to find out more about Guernica. Now, as usual, we're going to be listening to the episode. We're going to be listening to the text. And then afterwards, we'll talk about that text and really get into the details of the text because there's lots and lots of interesting vocabulary in this episode. No es verdad, Anabel. Sí, sí, así es. Hay muchas cosas y además empezamos fuerte. Empezamos fuerte, exactamente. Okay, let us get on with this. Um, we will give you more information later on about how you can get more out of this, but for now, let us get straight in to our story for today. Vamos a ver. Llegamos a Guernica justo antes de que cerrasen la recepción del hostal. Después de dejar nuestras maletas, fuimos a cenar a un restaurante cercano y dimos un paseo por las calles. Fue muy romántico, aunque pudimos ver los daños que sufrió el pueblo por el bombardeo de la guerra civil. A la mañana siguiente fuimos a hacer turismo. No podíamos marcharnos sin ver el mural de Picasso del Guernica. Ni Abel ni yo somos de ir a museos, pero era una experiencia que no nos podíamos perder. El sitio era precioso, pero solo vimos lo básico. Como queríamos llegar pronto a Bilbao, decidimos comprar unos bocadillos para el camino. En coche había que ir por carreteras secundarias, pero como nos equivocamos en un cruce, terminamos yendo por un camino de tierra. Había muchos baches y me resultó incómodo, pero a Abel Pareció gustarle mucho esa ruta. Creo que pensaba que estaba esquivando cáscaras de plátano del Mario Kart. Llegamos a Bilbao con algo de retraso, pero pudimos ver el Museo Guggenheim. Terminamos el día cenando rabas y bacalao al pilpil antes de dar un paseo por el río de camino al hostal.
pues tenemos de todo en este episodio. We've gone from, from Picasso to Mario Kart in the one episode. <laughs> Let's find out more about this now. As I said, we're going to go through this in detail and uh, Annabelle's going to read each sentence and then we'll talk about the, the sentences and the, the grammar and the vocabulary in here. And as you said, we're starting strongly with quite a tricky expression in that first sentence. Vamos a ver. Llegamos a Guernica justo antes de que cerrasen la recepción del hostal. Muy bien. Okay, so we arrived in Guernica. Um, in English we tend to say Guernica, um, but obviously the correct Spanish version is Guernica. Justo antes, just before. Before what? De que cerrasen la recepción del hostal. Of course, we know from last time that they spent a little too long on the beach in San Sebastián and they ended up leaving two hours late for Guernica. So they arrived there just before they closed the hotel reception. Let's look at this verb, cerrasen. Anabel, ¿puedes explicarnos un poco lo que está pasando aquí? Bueno, cerrasen, como podrán ver, es subjuntivo. It's our lovely subjunctive. Why is it there? Because antes de que always triggers subjunctive. Exactly. So, cerrasen is one of two versions of what we call the imperfect subjunctive. Um, there are two options. We could say cerrasen or cerraran. Both are perfectly okay. Both are completely acceptable. And it's just exactly which one you want to use. There's two forms, the ase form and the ara form. So, we're taking off the ar at the end of the infinitive cerrar and then adding these endings. So it will be hace, haces, hace, hacemos, haces, hacen. So the full verb, Annabel, would be? Cerrase, cerrases, cerrase, cerrásemos, cerraseis, cerrasen. Okay, or if you prefer, we could use the ara endings. So Annabel, let's hear the, the verb cerrar in the ara endings of the imperfect subjunctive. Cerrara, cerraras, cerrara, cerráramos, cerrarais, cerraran. Do you have a preference? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> Which one? I prefer the uh, cerrasen. Ah, interesting. I always, I always go for the ara ones, but it's personal preference. <laughs> yeah. And it has like less R's, so probably it's easier for some people. For the for listeners, yeah, absolutely. So, antes de que, as Annabelle explained, is one of these expressions that triggers the subjunctive. Don't worry about this. If you're listening to this and thinking, oh, I don't know anything about the subjunctive, it's too too complicated for me. That's absolutely fine. But you, you the crucial thing is here, you'll recognise the ferra the stem of this verb in here. So you know it's got something to do with closing. So we arrived in Guernica just before they closed the reception of the hostel in the hostel. So let's move on. Después de dejar nuestras maletas, fuimos a cenar a un restaurante cercano y dimos un paseo por las calles. Okay, so what's happening here? Después de dejar nuestras maletas, after leaving off our suitcases, Fuimos a cenar a un restaurante cercano. Now, this is interesting, I think, because first of all, fuimos is the preterite of which verb? Ir, del verbo ir. Ir, aha. It's also the, the, the preterite of the verb ser, just to confuse things, but in this case, it's ir. So, fuimos a cenar, we went to have dinner, a un restaurante cercano, in a local restaurant, a nearby restaurant. Now, I think as English speakers and as Spanish learners, very often we may think here, I went, we went to eat in a restaurant 
uh, in a nearby restaurant and you would say fuimos a cenar en un restaurante cercano. But Annabelle, that doesn't work, does it? No, no, no funciona. Why not? Porque es ir, fuimos a un restaurante a cenar. Okay, so the a is dependent on the ir. We went to a restaurant and because we're going to that restaurant, we're going there to the restaurant rather than in the restaurant. So we're going to eat at a restaurant or we're going to eat to the restaurant. So we're always going, fuimos a cenar a un restaurante. Annabel, can you give us another example of where we would use this a after ir a hacer algo a? Mm -hmm. Por ejemplo, fui al centro a comprar. Or fui a comprar al centro. So I went to, to go shopping in the centre of town, but you have to say to the centre of town in, in Spanish. So fui al centro a comprar, um, or fui a comprar al centro. That, that kind of exam exemplifies what we're talking about here perfectly. So fuimos a cenar a un restaurante cercano. We went to have dinner in a nearby restaurant y dimos un paseo por las calles. That's a, a nice expression, dar un paseo, to go for a walk por las calles. We saw por in the last episode too. Por las calles, through the streets. What was it we saw last time? Sí, vimos que Abel y Victoria están haciendo una ruta por el norte de España. Muy bien. So, por el norte de España, through the north of Spain. And here we're going for a walk. Por las calles, uh, through the, the streets. There's a lovely song. Caminando por la calle, yo te vi. ¿Conoces esa, esa canción? No, creo que no. Okay. Ya no me acuerdo de, de, de dónde viene, pero pues caminando por la calle yo te vi. Anyway, uh, let's, go, let's continue on. <risa> Fue muy romántico, aunque pudimos ver los daños que sufrió el pueblo por el bombardeo de la guerra civil. Ok, so it was a very romantic walk. Fue muy romántico. However, pudimos ver los daños que sufrió el pueblo... So we were able to see the damage, or the damages, it's, it's a plural thing in, in Spanish, los daños, que sufrió el pueblo, that the town or the village suffered por el bombardeo de la guerra civil. So here's another por here, but it's a slightly different por this time. Por el bombardeo de la guerra civil. So this is a through or as a result of the bombing during the civil war. So Guernica was badly damaged during the, the civil war. Mm -hmm. um, as uh, like almost everybody knows, uh, Guernica, the Picasso's painting, it's, um, well, it's right now in Reina Sofia in the museum in Madrid. Mm -hmm. And uh, if um, someone goes to see it, you can see the um, reflection of all the damages and the cruelty of that, of that bombing that uh, happened in Guernica mm -hmm. in Spain. Muy bien, muy bien. Okay, so let's go in and find out a little more because indeed uh, uh, Abel and Victoria see more of this. A la mañana siguiente fuimos a hacer turismo. Okay, so here we've got a la mañana siguiente, the next morning. When we're talking about during the morning, in the morning, um, we can say por la mañana, but that means during the morning. It's that idea of through the morning, through the period of the morning. But here we're talking about the next morning, a la mañana siguiente. And what did they do? Fuimos a hacer turismo. We went to do tourism, literally. We did some touristy things. 
no podíamos marcharnos sin ver el mural de Picasso del Guernica. No podíamos marcharnos. We couldn't leave. So marcharse is when you go away, when you leave. Sin ver el mural de Picasso del Guernica. So we couldn't leave without seeing Picasso's mural of Guernica. So sin ver el mural de Picasso del Guernica. Why is it del Guernica, not just de Guernica? Because uh, they refer to the painting, not to the town. So it's El Garnica. Okay, perfecto. Okay, now the next sentence has a fantastic expression in it. Let's look at this. Ni Abel ni yo somos de ir a museos, pero era una experiencia que no nos podíamos perder. Okay, so first of all we've got ni Abel ni yo, neither Abel nor I, somos de ir a museos. Now, this is from the expression ser de plus something. So we are not the kind of people to go to museums. We're not into going to museums. Annabelle, can you tell us more about this? Mm -hmm. I love that you asked that question because we can revise something that we covered last week. So, Mark, ¿recuerdas qué significa casero? Sí, okay. Entonces, Abel es muy casero, last time. That means that he is a homebody. He likes to stay at home. He's a kind of home person. Mm -hmm. Or we can also say, Abel es de quedarse en casa. Okay, so there we've got es de plus a verb. Miguel es de quedarse en casa. He is the kind of person who likes to stay at home. He stays at home lots. So here we've got somos de ir a museos. So we've got ser de plus a, an infinitive again. Somos de ir a museos. We are into going to museums, or in this case, we are not into going to museums. Can you give us some more examples of this, Anabel? Yes, I can. In fact, we can also use a noun instead of an infinitive. So, Mark, ¿eres de gatos o de perros. Mm, yo soy más de perros, creo. ¿Y tú? Yo creo que de gatos, pero los perros también me gustan. Ok. So, ser de perros o gatos, are you more into dogs or cats? Do you like dogs or cats more? Um, ¿Otros ejemplos? Bueno, a ver este. ¿Eres de dulce o de salado? Ah, muy interesante. Yo tengo que decir que soy de dulce. ¿Y tú? <laughs> Yo también. Soy, prefiero el chocolate. Soy de dulce. So there we're talking. It sounds as if we're using adjectives there, dulce and, and salado. But actually what we're talking about is comida dulce, comida salada, ¿no? Ajá, uh -huh, así es. Okay, so are you more savory than sweet or sweet than savory and so on? So ser de a really useful expression. And it's a nice expression. It's, it's much nicer than just saying me gusta el chocolate. Yo soy de chocolate or yo soy de, de, de dulce or, or something like that. Muy bien. Okay, so coming back to the sentence, ni Abel ni yo somos de ir a museos. Neither Abel nor I really are that into museums. Pero era una experiencia que no nos podíamos perder. Now, this is nice because this is an expression that is perderse algo or no perderse algo. It's something that we couldn't miss. Now, perder is to lose, but when you're talking about perderse, it's when you miss something. Annabel, ¿nos das otros ejemplos de esto, por favor? Sí, por ejemplo, La Casa de Papel es una serie muy interesante. 
no te la puedes perder. Muy bien. La Casa de Papel, we've talked about this in one of our magazine episodes, La Casa de Papel, it's known as uh, Money Heist in English, um, and it's a series that you can't miss. No te la puedes perder. So we've got la in there referring to la serie. No te la puedes perder. So the te is the, the reflexive pronoun that's going with perder, because it's perderse. No te la puedes perder. You can't to yourself it miss. Something like that. You can't miss it. No te la puedes perder. Muy bien, vamos a seguir. El sitio era precioso, pero solo vimos lo básico. Okay, so they're talking about the place, the museum. The, the, the site was beautiful. It was precious. It was beautiful. Pero solo vimos lo básico. But we only saw the basics. We only saw a little. Como queríamos llegar pronto a Bilbao, decidimos comprar unos bocadillos para el camino. Okay, so as we wanted to arrive early in Bilbao, como queríamos, an imperfect there, como queríamos llegar pronto a Bilbao, decidimos comprar unos bocadillos para el camino. We decided to buy some sandwiches for the journey, para el camino, the, for the way, for the route there. Okay. We are going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a moment with more of the diary entry from episode two from Victoria. We wanted to let you know that there's a premium version of the Travel Diaries course and this includes a set of lesson notes where you'll be able to read the text from each of the diaries and work through the vocabulary and any explanations that we've provided. There's also a video version of the text where we've left space for you to repeat the words and phrases used, giving you an opportunity to practice your speaking and your pronunciation. For more information about this, head to coffeebreakacademy.com. Muy bien, estamos hoy en Guernica con Victoria y Abel y están a punto de, de marcharse de Guernica uh, y van en camino a Bilbao. ¿Es verdad? Sí, así es. Ok, vamos a seguir entonces con, la, con el texto. En coche había que ir por carreteras secundarias, pero como nos equivocamos en un cruce, terminamos yendo por un camino de tierra. Ok, lots of stuff in here. Um, let's begin with, en coche había que ir por carreteras secundarias. So, in, by, by car, we had to go by literally secondary roads. So, these are like, in, in the UK, we'd refer to these as, as B roads. They're not the, the A roads. They're not the main roads, but these are small roads, the, 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 the more rural roads, if you like. And uh, something happened. Nos equivocamos en un cruce. Now, equivocarse, Anabel, is a, a useful verb. Can you give us some examples of equivocarse and we'll, we'll see if we can work out what it means. En español, cuando uso el subjuntivo, me equivoco. Okay, y yo también, y todo el mundo <laughs> creo. <laughs> so when uh, uh, I'm using the subjunctive in Spanish, me equivoco, I make mistakes, I get it wrong. Okay, so equivocarse, to get something wrong, to make a mistake. In this case, nos equivocamos en un cruce. Un cruce is a crossroads, and they made a mistake in a crossroads, in these little country roads, 
And what happened? Terminamos yendo por un camino de tierra. We ended up going, we'll come back to that, por un camino de tierra. Literally, along a, an earth road. So a dirt track, a, a, a dusty, dirty track <laughs> that they were going <laughs> along in the country. But let's look at yendo. What does yendo come from? Es el gerundio del verbo ir. El gerundio, the gerund form of the verb ir. So yendo or yendo. Can you say it for us, Anabel? Yendo. Yendo. Okay, you'll hear that Anabel is pronouncing that a little like a j sound almost. Yendo, yendo. And that's what we hear when we're looking at double L's and Y's in, in Spanish. Certainly in certain parts of Spain, you'll hear this yendo, yendo. In other parts of the world, of course, you'll hear that slightly differently. Uh, you'll hear maybe something that sounds a little more like a y, or something almost that sounds like a sh. So, yendo in, in Argentina, that would be probably how you would hear that. So, just be careful with your pronunciation of the, the Y's and the, the double L sounds, um, because you, you can pronounce them whatever way you like, but um, you'll hear them differently depending on where you are. Yendo por un camino de tierra. Muy bien. Let's go on. Había muchos baches y me resultó incómodo, pero a Abel pareció gustarle mucho esa ruta. Okay, había muchos baches. Now, this is a new word for me, I have to be honest. Un bache is a pothole. It's a new word for me in English. <laughs> Excellent. Un bache is basically holes in the road. So, a pothole, there were many potholes. Y me resultó incómodo. And to me, it resulted uncomfortable. So, it was uncomfortable for me. Pero a Abel pareció gustarle mucho esa ruta. But Abel seemed to really like that road, that route. Let's look at the construction here. A Abel pareció gustarle mucho. So let's take out the pareció. We could just say, a Abel le gustó mucho esa ruta. So Miguel, uh, Abel really liked that road. But we're talking about pareció, so it seemed to please him. A Abel pareció gustarle mucho. And we need the a Abel because it's gustarle a alguien. Okay. So, pero Abel pareció que gustarle mucho esa ruta. Abel seemed to like that route. Let's find out why. Creo que pensaba que estaba esquivando cáscaras de plátano del Mario Kart. Okay, now, um, if you play games like Mario Kart, then you will probably be aware that Mario Kart has to um, dodge banana peels as he, as he drives along the racetrack. Um, so, in this case, uh, Victoria thinks, creo que pensaba que estaba esquivando cáscaras de plátano. Now, watch that esquivar to dodge, not esquiar to ski. Completely different sport there. <laughs> um, but he was dodging cáscaras de plátano. So, banana peels del Mario Kart from Mario Kart. Okay, let's continue on. Llegamos a Bilbao con algo de retraso, pero pudimos ver el Museo Guggenheim. Okay, so llegamos a Bilbao, we arrived at Bilbao, and notice that's the preterite there. It looks exactly the same as the present, but in this case it's the preterite. Llegamos a Bilbao con algo de retraso, a little bit late. Nice expression, con algo de retraso. We can use algo de for a little. Anabel, again, can you give us some further examples of algo de? Tengo algo de sueño. Mm, nice. 
tengo algo de sueño. So tener sueño, to be sleepy, to feel tired. Tengo algo de sueño. I'm a little bit tired. Muy bien. ¿Otro ejemplo? ¿Tienes algo de fruta? Have you got some fruit? So tienes algo de fruta. Again, it's just a little or some. Here we're looking at algo de retraso. We arrived in Bilbao just a little bit late. However, they were able to see the Guggenheim Museum, pero pudimos ver el Museo Guggenheim. Muy bien. Terminamos el día cenando rabas y bacalao al pilpil antes de dar un paseo por el río de camino al hostal. Okay, so we finished the day, we ended the day, terminamos el día, and then we're going to use a gerund there, doing something, cenando rabas y bacalao al pilpil. Right, so when we come to food vocabulary, sometimes it's a little difficult um, because there's so much to, to know and it's all very regional. So bacalao is cod, and then the pilpil is a kind of garlic sauce, basically uh, oil and garlic. So you very often have gambas al pilpil. This is bacalao al pilpil, cod in a pilpil sauce. Y rabas. Una raba of a, an animal is the tail of the animal. Annabel, can you explain what rabas are? Rabas son calamares, calamares fritos. Okay, so fried squid. Um, so very much a, a typical dish from the, the region. They're at the, at the coast. So in, in Bilbao, rabas y bacalao al pilpil, muy tradicional. Y muy rico también. Sí, qué hambre. <laughs> okay, so they finished the day dining on rabas and bacalao antes de dar un paseo por el río de camino al hostal. Before going for a walk along the river, de camino al hostal, on the way back to the hostel. Now, let's look at one thing here, because we've got antes de dar un paseo, but at the beginning we started with antes de que cerrasen la recepción del hostal. We need to look at what the difference is between antes de plus an infinitive and antes de que plus the subjunctive. Anabel, can you help us with this? Mm-hmm. When the subject of the reference is the same, then antes de plus infinitive. But when it changes, then it's uh, with subjunctive. Perfecto. So here we've got we ended the day eating that before we went for a walk along. So it's the same subject. It's not we finished the day before uh, someone else arrived. It's we finished the day and then we went for a walk. However, in our first example at the beginning of this episode, we had llegamos a Guernica. Justo antes de que cerrasen la recepción del hotel. So we arrived in Guernica just before they closed the hotel reception. So referring to the staff at the hotel, there are two different subjects there. And that's why we need the subjunctive with antes de que they closed, cerrasen or cerraran. But here uh, we finish the day antes de dar un paseo por el río uh, before leaving, uh, before Uh, going for a walk along the river on the way to the hostel. Muy bien. I think what we should do now is listen again to the, the full text. And this time, now that we've gone through everything, hopefully everyone will understand it perfectly. Vamos a ver. Llegamos a Guernica justo antes de que cerrasen la recepción del hostal. Después de dejar nuestras maletas, fuimos a cenar a un restaurante cercano y dimos un paseo por las calles. Fue muy romántico, 
aunque pudimos ver los daños que sufrió el pueblo por el bombardeo de la guerra civil. A la mañana siguiente fuimos a hacer turismo. No podíamos marcharnos sin ver el mural de Picasso del Guernica. Ni Abel ni yo somos de ir a museos, pero era una experiencia que no nos podíamos perder. El sitio era precioso, pero solo vimos lo básico. Como queríamos llegar pronto a Bilbao, decidimos comprar unos bocadillos para el camino. En coche había que ir por carreteras secundarias, pero como nos equivocamos en un cruce, terminamos yendo por un camino de tierra. Había muchos baches y me resultó incómodo, pero a Abel pareció gustarle mucho esa ruta. Creo que pensaba que estaba esquivando cáscaras de plátano del Mario Kart. Llegamos a Bilbao con algo de retraso, pero pudimos ver el Museo Guggenheim. Terminamos el día cenando rabas y bacalao al pilpil antes de dar un paseo por el río de camino al hostal. Muy bien. Well, we hope that that all made more sense that time through and we hope that you've learned something in this episode. It's been uh, an interesting one, both culturally and linguistically. We've looked at a few interesting things from the point of view of, of the, the subjunctives there with antes de and antes de que, or the infinitive with antes de and the subjunctive with antes de que. And also we, we've learned a little about some Spanish history and some Spanish art. If you've not seen the Guernica painting or the, the mural, then do look that up and, and see what you can, you can find. Find out about that. Anabel, ¿te ha gustado este episodio? A mí me ha encantado, sobre todo la parte de la comida. <ríe> Eso sí que es importante. <ríe> ¿Has estado en Guernica tú? No, todavía no. ¿Tú has estado? No, tampoco, tampoco. Me gustaría mucho ir. Okay, we'll be back again next time with more travels from Victoria and Abel. They will be spending some time in Bilbao. And don't forget that you can also check out our Instagram account where you can follow the travels of, of Abel and Victoria and also the other travels of our other Coffee Break Travel Diaries. Um, we've already had 10 episodes of French and Italian travels and we are joining also Karin and her family as they travel along the, the, the German Alp route uh, in Coffee Break German Travel Diaries. So you can find all that over at Coffee Break Languages on Instagram. Also, there are the premium versions of, of all our courses, so you can access the video version of this where you'll see the words on the screen and you can practice your pronunciation and also the lesson notes. All that is at the Coffee Break Academy. For now, I'd like to say muchas gracias y como siempre, happy coffee breaking. Adios. Adios. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2020, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2020, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved.
Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.